Black Tree Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black Tree Crime. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. What's going on? I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, welcome. Hello. Hey, you guys. (laughs) We are so happy to be back this week. We have another listener-requested episode. And just as a trigger warning at the top, it involves children and... I'm not going to lie. I don't want to say I'm depressed, but I'm highly upset. Is that why you've dyed your eyebrows or matted them out? I didn't dye my eyebrows, you buffoon. (laughs) I'm going to just keep moving. (laughs) Kayla's been gaslighting me before we even got on. Would not tell me what she did to her eyebrows, making her look like the Matrix. It's giving... What it needs to give. Moving on. It's giving bald cap all the way down to the brow it's giving <laughs> it's giving though it's very cute it's, it's very futuristic so back to these children that ripped my heart in two before Kristen. good lord Kristen, please wow. okay i'm not ready you clearly are not so this case is super sad y'all i mean it just shocked me to my little to my little core so Heavy warning, it's going to hurt you. <sighs> okay. Side blame of God help us. Yes. I was about to say blame the requested or the listener. <laughs> Who requested this? Let's shout them I'll out and you. say, hey. We will. We will. Are you ready to get into it? Yes. I mean, I have no choice. Correct. Many people choose to turn to religion for a sense of connection and clarity in a very uncertain world. But with religion can also come division and those who aim to take advantage of vulnerable people looking for answers. And today we are going to discuss one of them, a woman that almost escaped justice for her iniquitous crimes until her last breath. Join Mm. us as we discuss the House of Prayer cult leader, Anna Young. And thank you to listener Brandy Michelle for recommending this case. Brandy, y'all be loving y'all some cult leaders. What is it given? It's, I think it's the psychology of it. Cause you're like, bitch, that could never be me. But still it's fascinating to see that it's so many other people. And this time it's a woman. Let's mm. see what power she has. A lot. Oh, Brandy, I didn't really mean I'm thanking you, bitch. I could have lived my whole life without hearing about this case. <laughs> So, okay. Anna Young was born in 1942 somewhere in Chicago. I couldn't find much about her upbringing. And once we get into her, you guys are going to be like looking under every rock you can to find out why this bitch was this way. Kristen, what happened in Black history in 1942? Hey, guys. So it's been a while since I've had a Black history segment. I was honestly sick and tired of being sick and tired. But I am back (laughs) and I have a special little lady that we're going to be talking about today. A little lady with a big personality and her name is Valeda Snow. 
So mm. for those of you guys who don't know who Valeda Snow is, she was actually born in the early, early, early 1900s and then became this big jazz musician as she grew up. Now, she wasn't just, you know, known in the U.S. She was mm-hmm. actually more famous in other countries like mm-hmm. the U.K. and China. And this is a black woman that was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So to be more famous in other countries is giving. Yes, in every way. Mm -hmm. So she got her name basically because her daddy was like a, they call him a Russophile, a Russophile, was basically a person who really, really, really likes Russia um, Mm. and just is fond of the Soviet Union, so, or was. So he actually named her Valeta after some city called Vladovistica. And his wife, Etta, Miss Etta went to Howard U. She was very educated and she taught all of her children how to play and some of them even sang. So the daddy, of course, is giving Selena. He formed a group called <laughs> Hold for Crazy Word. Um, okay. Piccaninny Trumbadors. Yeah, nice. I don't know. But it was Gazoo giving. At, right. At five years old, she had basically become the star of that group. Mm-hmm. And years, 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 years down the line, she took off individually. Yes, she sung with other groups and things like that. But people just started to know Valeta Snow for becoming for being Valeta Snow. She mm-hmm. had personality. She knew how to play. Even started calling her Little Louie, which mm-hmm. basically gave reference to Louis Armstrong, who was a phenomenal jazz musician in the States. Oh. And also, she was called Queen of the Trumpet by W.C. Handy, who himself was known as the father of the blues. So, this had it going on. Now, Valeta Snow one day went to Europe, and this was during the time of the Nazis and World War II and all that stuff. Now, they had warned her, look, Nazis are coming. You need to go back to the U.S. before all this mess stirs up. Well, I don't know who Valeta thought she was, but she decided to say No. So, of course, they locked her up. She's black. She's not from here. She's not giving Aryan group. So Mm -hmm. they locked her up. It wasn't a concentration camp, but it was a prison. And even when she got out, it was told that she was never the same. Her career was never the same. She was severely physically diminished. And I think she lost her mind a little bit. So she died. Well, yeah, she was probably tortured. That's what I'm thinking. And I think she saw things and she was really just trying to cope with what was going on. Um, And being in a prison outside of your country is Mm -hmm. worse than being in a prison in your own country, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah. I mean, not Brittany Renner. Oh, Kayla. Brittany Griner. Is that her name? Shout out to Brittany. Don't know her last Mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. Um, We really need to start fighting for her to come back to the States, y'all. Don't forget about Brittany. She's still over there in prison fighting for her life over a sack of weed. Do not forget about her. That's some bullshit. It's like a vape thing, but we don't have to get into that. She just shouldn't be in jail for nine years. That's fucking ridiculous. Especially not in a country that's not her own. Send her back. Mm -hmm. And um, shout out to Valetta, Valletta, Vanetta. Valetta. Valetta. Yes, she died at a very early age, I believe at the age of 51, um, Mm. because of kind of what took place. And it really just diminished her slowly but surely. But she was a phenomenal musician. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Valeta Snow. Shout out to Valeta Snow. Thank you, sister, for that trip down History Lane. That was dope. So back to the case. By the time Anna was in her mid-20s, she was married, living in Chicago, and popping her shit, honey. Mm. That's the energy she was giving. If you're on Patreon, you see it. 
She was looking good, y'all. I can't even front. She loved the disco, so she's giving that fun, flary clothes. I'm sorry, flary clothes. Yeah, flary clothes, like, you know, vibe. Big and afro, her hair. beautiful smile. Yes, yeah, she's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And in some of the pictures, you actually see her with her husband. And his name was Robert Davison. Hey, and Robert. The cu- mm-hmm. And the couple were living in Chicago along with their young children. They had kids? Yeah, they had kids. How many? Uh, I think at this point, it was, it was only two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they were like a blended family. So um, Robert had a daughter and then I believe homegirl Anna had a son or a daughter. Okay. okay. I don't know which one she had at that point. But either way, they had their children together. And at the time, Anna was raising her children pretty strictly. You know, like she was more so the disciplinarian. But she wasn't doing it behind a religious idealism, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like she wasn't reading the Quran or reading the Bible and saying, okay, this is how I'm going to discipline my children. She was just figuring it out. Okay. But this would all change. As a matter of fact, everything would change after the Labor Day weekend of 1973. A six-year-old girl named Katherine Davison went missing while her and her family were at the Warren Dune State Park enjoying a family picnic. Uh-oh. The children went down to the lake, and 15 minutes later, Katherine apparently was gone. Now, that was the story that the children told and the parents told. Katherine's father, who is Robert Davison who is Anna's husband. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, their blended family. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that was his daughter. And he was there, they were looking for her, and they contacted the police because they couldn't find her, so they reported her missing. Hundreds of people in the Detroit area, northern Ohio, and Indiana aided in the search efforts to find Kathy. And even helicopter pilots hit the skies to look for Kathy, but they had no luck. Where was Anna? Anna was there. She was looking for Kathy. Okay. The police seemed to still be dedicated to finding little Kathy, but from evidence that a Michigan police chief reported himself, Kathy's parents weren't as eager. Mm. According to the police chief, Anna and Robert were seen three days later in a car with another couple partying at like 2 a.m. No, no, ma'am. Yeah, that police chief, he said, quote, they were all laughing and drinking beer. Wow. So it's giving, we don't care at this point where baby girl went. Oh, it's giving, we know where she is. So why would we be worried about where that she part? Is? <sighs> so that was super suspicious. But the police had no proof or evidence that they should look into the family more closely. And two weeks after Kathy went missing, the police interviewed the Davidsons again, including the children, and all of the stories matched up. So they're at this point, investigation has gone cold on Kathy's disappearance and she has actually never been found to this day. No way. Yeah. Poor Kathy, baby. That's the thing that really sucks. It's like the police can have all the suspicion in the world, but suspicion really doesn't get you anywhere without evidence, without somebody dropping the ball in some way. Mm hmm. Like, and to take someone to court for things like this, they really look for a lot more evidence than I would like, you know, and it's not to say, oh, don't get as much information as you can so you can make the charges stick. It's just like, get this person off the street. You know, if you Mm -hmm. have something semi-concrete, kind of go with it at least to hold them, you know, Mm -hmm. but they didn't didn't do this. 
one thing a person might do is break after hours and hours of questioning. Correct. Correct. So rest in peace to little Catherine Davis. She's dead. Okay, so she wasn't found to this day. That should have told me she's dead. Yeah. Rest in peace, <laughs> Kathy, baby. Poor baby. She, she was only six years old. Oh. Terrible. So after Kathy's disappearance, there was a drastic change within the Davidson household. The family had up and moved to Zebulon, Georgia, which I read is about 50 miles outside of Atlanta. And this is where they started getting into religion. Okay. According to one of Anna's daughters, quote, she felt like she was paying penance for my sister Kathy's death. They started up to help people, people who had done terrible things and give their life to God and dress in holy attire and create a, a world of purity, end quote. <laughs> and let's see how that turns out. I've never heard someone say anything remotely close to that and actually mean it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. A world of purity sounds a little bit bullshitty to be fair and <laughs> and like controlling dictatorship i run this shit very much so and to be a kid in that household oh poor babies nightmares so anna decided to pick up a bible and started reading the old testament and she found some teachings that really resonated with her for example wearing like full-length robes um sticking to a levitical diet which is a diet described in the book of leviticus that is basically just considered eating kosher Okay. So that's kind of like, yeah, where she started. And Anna and her husband continued to learn and apply religious aspects to their lives, pulling out scripture and doctrine that specifically supported their beliefs and how they wanted to live their lives. Just like some humans. Oh, yeah. A lot of pastors do that. They have like oh. a whole new version of the Bible. Right. <laughs> that part. Mm -hmm. But on September 28th, 1983, when Anna was 41 years old, she, her husband, and one of their fellow believers signed a deed to a four-acre property in a remote area in McCanopy, Florida. Here comes the cult-like activities. So if you're on Patreon, I'll probably post it on Instagram too, at Black True Crime Podcast, period. There is a photo of the property and there's just one, but it's creepy down to the bone. For me, even when I first looked at it before I knew all of the details of what happened there, I was like, this is not a safe place. Yeah, that's a creepy looking house. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving like a compound type situation, gated all the way around, another mm -hmm. gate has some things you can't see. The house mm -hmm. is given creaky old. Yes. And cold, for and sure. Cold. <laughs> and it was there that Anna really lost her grip on reality and dove wholeheartedly into creating what she called the house of prayer for all people. Okay, Anna. Anna, where did all this come from? <laughs> like, that's what, you were that's a straight heathen. Saying. And then now you come from being a heathen to a quote-unquote heavenly creature? I'm confused. Well, part of me feels like I have a little bit of speculation. I feel like she may have happened upon something, her and her husband happened upon something that may have made them feel like, okay, we can hide behind this, right? We can hide mm -hmm. behind this and do the fucked up shit that we really want to do. Because homegirl wasn't religious at first. And like I right. said, I wish to God I knew how she grew up. But from what my research was, it was kind of just like she fell into it after Kathy's disappearance and when they moved away and started new. So I feel like she may be using it as like a straight up security blanket cover for her demonic devil horns and right. activities. 
Hmm. Interesting. So she's a devious woman. She's a demon for sure. But that wasn't the overall vibe at first. So the overall vibe wasn't like culty. Um, according to Anna's daughter, who spoke out when she got older, she said her mother was kind to everyone. She was like genuinely trying to help people. She would pray with them. She'd take in children that had nowhere to go. And like even whole families she would let live there. Mm, so sweet. it seemed like it was, yeah, it was moving in the right direction. But things weren't like that for long. In March of 1988, Anna's husband, Robert, who she now been with for about over 15 years at that point, was found crushed to death under a Ford pickup truck at a junkyard close by. Oh, Kayla, she killed him. She, Kristen, she had something to do with his death. And if he's crushed, who knows what happened to his body before it was crushed. That is the definition of a dictator. When you start seeing people in their lives falling away like that, it's because they are no longer being wanting to be held accountable for what they're doing. And that person's presence in the dictator or cult leader or manipulator's life is no longer serving them. So they get rid of them. Mm. Mm. Terrible. His death was ruled an accidental one. And to those close to Anna, it seemed like a light switch just clicked on or off in her head. And she became a living nightmare. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say she was like not a complete menace to the compound before then. But after his death, something just completely changed in her. And she let out the real fucking beast. Almost like she was freed. 100%. So when Anna started the House of Prayer for All People, because let's first talk about that a little bit, her goal, like we talked about, was to create a rehabilitative space for people that wanted to change their lives around. Sounds good. Like a halfway house. Yeah, something like that. I guess kind of like a rehab center, literally. When you go to rehab, they teach you to like hold on to like some faith or some type of uh, hope, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get you through. So close, close enough. And over the next almost decade, the House of Prayer had grown to about 25 consistent members. (laughs) That's not very many. It's giving. And they're in the house? Are they all in the house? Yes, they're on the property. She's way too controlling to let them, like, not live there. That's a lot of folks. That's already a compound. Mm Mm-hmm. And this included children that she would teach in her religious boarding school. She required her followers to change their names to biblical ones and refer to each other as brother and sister. Kristen rolled her eyes. Okay. And not her wearing this Jesus Jesus brooch. She literally has a Jesus brooch. She has her hands in the prayer uh, position and she's just looking like she's trying to fake it. Right. Like she's trying to be the angel mm-hmm. herself with this one dimple. I'm not mad at the dimple. I'm really not. No, she's a cute girl. She is. But she's evil. Hmm. They wore sacred garments, which basically, like I said, was just like long clothing like they wore in the Bible times. From what we assume, bitch, how do we really know? But either way, women in the cult had to wear traditional like hijabs or headscarves and men were to have long beards. So she was really just taking it back. She wanted people to walk with staffs and everything. Okay, Anna, we're not in the Old Testament anymore. Have you even read the new one? <laughs> she did. I don't think she liked it very much, but she, <laughs> she skimmed it for sure. <laughs> the children, along with other followers, started to refer to Anna as Mother Anna. And because of the stability and like that 
love she was showing them, the members started to become infatuated with her. And it didn't stop there. According to Anna's daughter, quote, as people started idolizing her, they started looking at her as the voice of God. Mm, Of course. Of course. (laughs) No surprise. Former followers that spoke out against Anna after they'd left claimed that Anna had a very warped way of interpreting and teaching the Bible. Mm-hmm. One follower whose last name is Forgy said, quote, she had her own way of believing in the Bible and Jesus's teachings, and she took that and put her own spin on it. Of course. Mm-hmm. And it seemed that her power and influence over her followers grew, and so did her demented discipline tactics. Anna started abusing and torturing her members for their sins by starving them for long periods of time, um, putting them in cages, locking them in closets without food or water for days, and even like whipping them with, you know, extension cords. I read that she whipped an eight-year-old Kristen with switches. So it was like ripping up his skin. Oh, baby girl. And that's the thing, like... I feel like when people that don't know the culture, when they think about, when they hear like, oh, I got whipped with switches. Like mom will go make me go get a a stick from outside Mm -hmm. and she will beat my tail with it. They think of that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's giving that. And I don't think it's not that type of switch. No, that's giving that right there. What Anna's doing is giving slavery days. You are not my master. Yeah. It's straight up trying to break someone down and destroy them. You know, their morale for sure. Mm Mm-mm. And it's so weird because I feel like all these cult leaders like do the same things. Like they're manipulative. Either they use sex or uh, physical violence, Mm -hmm. you know, so strange to control people. I'm like, if you're trying to use sex or violence over me, I'm immediately out. (laughs) I'm immediately out. But But it's not that simple for everyone. Yeah, because they get confused because she also shows love. Yeah, she does. Yeah. It's textbook abusive relationship. Now, to most of us, I literally just wrote this. We would be screaming, I wish a bitch would. (laughs) But that's not how most of the members of the House of Prayer felt. According to Anna's daughter, they were willing to take beatings and whippings and starvation and be locked in boxes and eat cow manure because they loved God so much and wanted to be pure and holy. Nothing is pure or holy about making people eat cow manure. That was a low down bitch. Right. She's going straight to hell. You don't use God's (laughs) word twisted like that for your own purpose. And you be defiling him and defiling these people. And then there's children involved. Like that's what making me upset. These babies are getting whooped like that. Girl, it is just the beginning. So like you said, it wasn't just children or I'm sorry. It wasn't just adults that were involved. There were children that were being affected by this terrible punishing type of behavior and it seemed like anna favored punishing children more so she was extra sadistic Mm-mm. and bound to hell so some of these actions would actually lead anna to being placed on the fbi's most wanted list dang how did they find that. out about her little compound oh we're about to get to it In 1992, Anna fled the cult that she created, so she completely left everything behind and went on the run after finding out that she was wanted for the torturous abuse of a 12-year-old girl named Nikki Nicholson. Period. According to the legal documents, Anna was accused of forcing the girl to bathe in bleach, Kristen. A bath of bleach. Can you a baby girl has a vagina? Just imagine. I can't. I can't imagine the pain that she went through. 
And if you're on Patreon, you will see the tub that they actually did this to her in. Poor baby. I remember I was literally at work and I was in the restroom and I thought to myself, what if I accidentally reached for this Lysol wipe thinking it's a wet wipe (laughs) and wipe my hot stuff with it? Oh, my God. Like, what would happen? Literally, like how how could my have to call poison control, bitch? You have to be on your way to the hospital. And she made this baby bathe in bleach. She's sick. The worst of the worst. Anna forced a male member of the cult to hold Nikki down in the tub while Anna scrubbed her. Scrubbed her, Kristen, because she claimed that Nikki had demons in her. And you think bleach is going to get rid of it? Kristen, she didn't she didn't believe anything that she was fucking saying. I'm convinced she didn't believe any of it. She's not crazy. She did this to herself. She did it for a reason. She wanted to torture. Yes, that's definitely what it's giving. Nikki was only let out of the tub when another member present pointed out that the skin was falling off of Nikki's foot. Kristen, I'm in jail, bitch. You couldn't even pay me. I would say I'm, I'm, I'll risk hell. If I was that set on believing what Anna had to say whatever whatever something up in me could not let that happen Kayla I would have slit Anna's throat when she was sleeping and <laughs> that would have been me as Nikki <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh lord then Anna tied her to bedposts so Nikki wasn't able to mess with the swords and the literal open wounds that she had on her body my god Thank God she was able to get out of that situation. Um, her parents took her to second or to the hospital and she had second degree burns and she had to learn to walk again, but she did survive. My God, that's sadistic. That's disgusting. I'm like incandescent. I don't even, I don't even know how these people aren't in jail. And I understand that there is brainwashing attached and there's, a part of you that is doing these things against your will, even though you're going along with it, you know, like as these followers. But when it comes to like human torture and things of that nature, where do we draw the line of, okay, you knew that this is wrong, you know, as an adult, as a someone that is a functioning person in society, and we're just supposed to let you off because you follow one person? Dude, another human manipulating another human to make them feel like they're God. And you're letting horrible, horrible things happen. Do you think your God would do you like that? And the thing is, some gang members are like this. Some gang bosses, which we'll be talking about next week. Mm-hmm. They have this type of mindset of like, you know, I'm God. I run your shit. You tell me to, I tell you to go do something and you do it. Mm-hmm. They have that, but you don't give no gangsters or gang members that pass to be like, oh, they were just following instructions so why the fuck do we give it to these people that were following instructions of a religious leader it's it's disgusting and honestly i feel bad for these people but then at the same time it's like you gotta boss up you can never (laughs) let another person take your choice to do anything or to not do anything i don't care if i die by my choice you know like something needs to but What can you do? We've never been in that position to truly need safety, comfort, to feel like we found it, you know, and then see somebody treat us like that. We've never been in that position. No, we never have. So who's to say, bitch, I can say, but you know what I mean? Like everybody isn't us and that's just what it is. Period. So Anna was on the run from the authorities for a long time, y'all. 
And not just like a couple months or even a couple years, Kristen, she was on the run for nine years before Mm. she was caught. Mm -hmm. She was staying in Georgia for a while. She went to Ohio. Then she went back home to Chicago. And she was like living with family, like people that she knew this whole fucking time they were harboring her. So fuck them. And she was arrested by the authorities in Alton, Illinois, where she was found in a relative's attic. Mm. Mm. Glad they caught her. In 2001, 60-year-old Anna was charged with the child abuse charges and was sentenced to serve only six months in jail for what she did to Nikki. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me she was on the run for nine years and y'all don't give her nothing added on because she ran from y'all for nine years? I'm like, she knew she was a fugitive. She knew she was a fugitive and she ran for y'all for nine. They don't get no extra shit tacked on for that. Is it because she looks like somebody's grandmammy? She should have ate that six months right when they was going to give it to her. What's she running for? She would have been done with that. I mean, you know her. She lives life by her own terms, you know? So six months. Six months. What was in jail? Did Nikki not want to testify? Like, what is actually going on? No, there was their her parents like made the report. This was documented that this was done to this little girl, you know? So I don't even think that it was lack of evidence. I just feel like that's how much they give a fuck about children's safety. And it makes me think of that Pizzagate shit, you know? Like, I don't want them to take this fucking episode down. But me and Chris have been doing a lot of research, y'all. And there's a lot of shit out there that be going on in the dark corners of the world and Hollywood and the internet. And there's just not enough protection for our kids out there. It's just not. No. So do not repeat another. What is his name? No. R. Kelly. Don't repeat (laughs) any of that. You're like, protect your kids, y'all. Protect yourselves. Right. And I was talking about Jeffrey Epstein, that fucking guy. Mm -hmm. So after her release from jail, Anna moved to Marietta, Georgia, where she lived for the next 15 years. She got to live a very full life. And with the passage of time came the courage to unearth some of the horrible things that happened at the hands of Anna under the guise of God. And someone will come out to spill all of the tea. Who? Her her daughter? We're about to see. Mm. Let's take a break. Okay, that's cool with me. <laughs> so yes, the one of her daughters will come out and spill all the tea. But before we get there, we have to talk about this cute baby named Iman oh. Harper. Oh, Iman. Oh, Iman. So a woman named Sharon Poe, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. It's okay. Claimed that she was a member of the House of Prayer during the same time that a young boy named Iman who was renamed Moses by Anna, was there too. (laughs) He was only two or three years old at the time, and according to what Sharon witnessed, he didn't even get a chance to live past that. What? The baby boy died? Spoiler alert, yes. Sharon said, quote, When I saw him, I remember there was a big water bug on his forehead. He had a big forehead and his hair was low. So when I saw that big water bug... I knew he was dead for a bug to be crawling on him like that. And his chest was like, um, swollen because it was packed in. Packed in with what? This was her explanation after seeing Iman dead and stuffed into a laundry basket. It takes a sick type of individual to kill children. It I takes- mean, worst of the worst. Y'all think Jeffrey Dahmer was worse. 
to kill a child is completely vile and you have to be void of either you lost your mind Mm -hmm. or you had no emotions or mind to have in the first place there has to be a complete detachment for from moral good from moral sanity from what is just and i don't care what culture you're in killing children murdering children is not something that's okay it just isn't and i don't give a fuck who i offend and if you're offended about me saying children shouldn't be murdered bitch see these hands because what i don't care I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever you was taught, you was taught wrong because that's absolutely disgusting. That is children are faces of innocence, life, mm-hmm. beginnings, and you murder that. They You're can't not just defend that child. Right. You're murdering someone who can't defend themselves. You're murdering hope. You're murdering new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Godly. Anna then ordered for the little boy's body to be burned. So they took him out to where they would burn, I guess, other things and she was like okay you know get rid of him type of thing i don't even know what could have happened to her in her childhood that was so terrible that she turned her hatred toward children how do you hate how do you hate enough possess enough evil there's just there's no explanation and then there's like there's no biblical reference to this if she wanted to do Mm -hmm. something she should have called the boy elijah because you know when God told old boy, "Hey, sacrifice mm-hmm. your son," but then mm-hmm. but never then mind, just him. kidding. Get the lamb. You know, like if you wanted to make it a biblical thing, but we're so far past "quote unquote" religion, it's yeah. disgusting. And somebody should have been pointing her out. There's a baby in the laundry basket, and he's dead. And he's dead. Like, you know, I don't care if you believe in a box of cigarettes, ho. I don't care if you worship a box of cigarettes as your god. That's not going to be okay to you in someone that has sound and complete control and understanding of their own right free will. Right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Correct. Authorities searched the House of Prayer property. For, I think they were like excavating for like two months and they never were able to find any of Iman's remains. They burnt them. More details would later come out in court that little Iman was tortured beaten and starved in a closet until the day he died y'all this shit like it doesn't get any worse than this it doesn't other than like severing limbs while the person's still alive whatever it just doesn't get worse than this what was the reason that the baby was tortured and killed it was the devil it was the devil i don't care if you're religious or not there is an evil entity whatever you want to name it that is responsible for shit like this I refuse to believe it's human nature because if it was human nature, most of us would be doing shit like this. Mm-hmm. Rest yeah. in peace, Take baby. Rest in peace, baby. Iman. Now, the daughter that I've been referring to throughout the episode's name is Joy Fluker. She was Anna's youngest child, I believe. So when all the torture and like horrifying abuse was going on at the property, she was present, but like too young to really remember all the details. Like when her mother was on the run, she was with her type of thing. Mm-hmm. That is until 2016. So First Coast News reported that it all started when Anna started criticizing Joy's parenting with her own children a little too much. This is in 2016. Mm-hmm. Anna was overstepping her grandma boundaries. So apparently Joy had a 15-year-old son. He ran away from home. The grandmother, Anna, was like, this is how you should handle it. Joy was like, No. You know, and they got into a big argument about it. And Anna ended up coming at Joy with a metal lamp. Oh, 
See? And you thought that Anna wasn't going to turn on you? That's what you get. Thank you. And at this point, she's the hoe is like 72. <laughs> but like just, still got some fire in her. Evil don't die. What do right. you mean? <laughs> so this next part is Joy speaking. She's like explaining what happened next. Quote, I blurted out, how are you going to tell me how to raise my kid when you kill two children? Ooh. When I said it and I saw the look on her face, I knew I'd crossed the point of no return. And she what? Said her- <laughs> you don't want Kristen. somebody telling you the truth? She said her mother then spit on her and screamed, you're a liar. I can't stand old people sometimes. I want to kick the like, hole downstairs. And be like, did you forget what you did? <laughs> because you was older than me. So you shouldn't have no memory loss over what you did that's why i never understand how people are like oh old people like kristen loves her a good old person yo like she wants to cuddle them and they're so cute i'm like bitch they're just worse uses like they just have more time in life to be horrible and do fucked up shit okay don't give them too much of a pace not all of them not obviously not all of them but you know what i mean like mm-hmm. even you we can see like a racist old guy and that doesn't change the fact that you think he's adorable but he's no. still a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. Because you, cause people are mostly going to be pieces of crap. Yes. So it's like, it's like, yeah, like I don't, unless they did some real vile, evil, low down, dirty, disgusting mess. Like right. for me, I can't affect, I can't change how my heart feels. I don't know. I'm a sap. I'm Speaking disgusting. of low down, disgusting mess, the motherfucker that stole Terrell's wallet out of the H-E-B parking lot today, I got your number ho. Been I, feel to, like, like, I feel like you didn't go up to the parking lot to find his wallet i feel like you went up there to fight <laughs> i bitch i went up there to be like who the fuck took my man shit they tried to like open an amazon credit line with his <laughs> information bro it, it's been a headache today so yeah oh, poor Torelli. right okay back to this so she said her mother screamed at her you're a liar and it was that night that invigorated her to get justice for iman Poor baby. Poor baby. She should have been got justice for Elon. I don't care that's your mammy hoe. But that's a baby. <laughs> that's a baby. You uh, hold on, we're gonna get to it. <laughs> Cause that show was about to call Joy out her name. Okay. But I read in another publication that Joy had started having some repressed repressed memories resurface. And that's when she became aware of the sadistic shit her mom was doing when she was younger. Mm-hmm. So in one publication it said that and it it was quoting her this is it was saying that this is what she said even when she said i knew i'd cross the point of no return that made me feel like she may have known that some fucked up stuff was happening way before she said anything about it and she really only went to the police because she got pissed off and thought okay if i don't stitch on her now she's gonna kill me you know what i'm saying Like, that that's kind of the vibe that it was giving because I'm like, you can't tell me you're 40 years old right now and you're just remembering, like, that your mom was incredibly abusive and was murdering children. Yeah. But uh, once again, I think people get really confused when they get shown love or they're mm-hmm. not given the same treatment that they saw their mom give someone else you know yeah. they're like okay well maybe that person was bad and then they start deflecting and putting all of their what their mom did or what their person did onto that person instead of realizing right. no your mama was a piece of mess 
Mm-hmm. It was her. And so maybe Joy had that moment. And then also maybe she finally had to be like, put her foot down, like domestic abuse victims, mm-hmm. you know? They have that final moment where they're like, I'm not taking this no more. Yeah. Maybe Joy had her moment. I just think saying it in the name of like, I want to get justice for Iman is that unfair to say because if it was really about justice for Iman, you could have said you would have been got 25 it 25 years ago. Period. So let's not do that. Right. That's kind of what got me a little disheveled. Mm-hmm. Let's be I honest like and that. say I was a P-U-S-S-Y for mm-hmm. how many years? And now I've decided to stick up for all the people she hurt, including my kids. Correct. And if you take a look at uh, Joy, she doesn't look like Anna at all. Mm-mm. At like all. She looks a little bit. I think she looks kind of a little bit like Robert. But I mean, there's no inkling that. Anna's her mom so she, so joy honestly could have been given to um what's her name what is her name Anna by uh-huh. some members so either way whatever joy's reason for doing this she went to the Alachua County Sheriff's Office in 2016 and told them what she knew she even shared what she remembered in regards to Iman's passing so she recalled feeling such joy knowing that a baby was coming to the property mm-hmm Iman's mom was a teenager from Chicago who was struggling in life and was looking for a safe place to house her son. And she wasn't going to stay with him. She was just like, take him. You know, I got to figure my shit out. Wow. Yeah. And that was in like, I think early 1988. And things seemed fine for the most part. Iman was happy and doing well until Anna's husband, Robert, died. And that's when the abuse became noticeably deadly. So Joy said, quote, His lips were so crusted over. The crust touched my finger when I was giving him the water. Sometimes still when I think about it, I feel it and I can still smell him. (sighs) For me, those type of details at her big age, I understand, right? She went through trauma maybe as well, but it just, it just hurts. And I don't know if she's being as empathetic to how the family could feel about this type of thing, you know, especially with her waiting so long to share with what she knew if she waited. Right. If, if this isn't really a repressed memory that just came up and she's like, Oh shit. Like my mom killed two kids. Yeah. This is a hot mess. And it's like, Anna could have really already been locked the fuck down. Yeah. More than six months for, for giving somebody a bleach bath. Right. Because she did that to Nikki in 1992 and baby Iman was killed in 1988 girl so she was already on some bullshit oh baby in 1983 two-year-old Katanya Jackson was another baby under the care of Anna at the property Katanya was known to suffer from seizures um, because she had epilepsy but to Anna her seizure seizures were just a sign of her being possessed by demons She had the nerve to say this baby was possessed because she had a medical condition. Yeah. Anna refused to give the baby medication for her condition and instead tortured and beat her until she died. Kristen, it's unfathomable. How could I, how can these people be in the same room with her? How could Joy even let her mother around her children? You were there. You saw her treat these infants like this. Okay, Kayla, the angry sharks are swimming. I know it's coming. I'm trying to be... Not as on Joy's head, but I'm on that bitch's ass because there has to be some type of accountability here and I haven't seen it yet. Girl. Yeah. 
So according to Joy, this is what she can recall the night Catania died. So Joy remembers both of these babies' murders, by the way. Joy, ooh, girl. All right. I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt because you was a baby yourself. You was a child. Right. Right. But this this is the 40 year old woman talking. I remember hearing her screaming in the next room over getting a spanking, and it was intense. And then all of a sudden, the crying stopped. And then all of a sudden, everyone rushed in, and I thought she was dead because they rushed her out, and I just saw her limp body. End quote. Okay, so Joy, it's not just you. It's the grown tail people who rushed in and -hmm. took her limp body out. Y'all were there, Mm -hmm. and you did nothing. Oh, yeah. According to the death certificate reported by Shan's Hospital in Gainesville, Florida, Catania died from a complication of her epilepsy. However, the medical examiner's office, so I don't know if it's different people that examined her. Either way, they did decide that Catania's death was preventable. And as a result, Catania's mother, Leah Vera Jackson, ended up spending some time in jail for it. So they locked up her mother was the mother even on the compound oh yeah the mother was there the mother okay, she needed to be locked up because how you gonna let somebody <laughs> whoop the life out of your child have you lost your mind yeah she had no and the thing is we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to it we're gonna talk about leah again i think we come from this because we've seen our mother go against her own family to protect yeah. us yeah so it's unfathomable to, to feel like you see your baby struggling and you letting mm-hmm. somebody else discipline her and yeah you hear her to crying. the point that she's like because these are let's be real if you're two years old you know whatever these are blood curdling screams if you're being beat to death like that's not something that anybody can ignore willingly ignore and not do anything about if they have any heart at all kayla this is hard This is, I told you, this is gonna hurt. So it just became more and more clear that Anna was preying on vulnerable young people and manipulating them into thinking she knew what was best for them because God was the one telling her. Catania's mom was a young single mother at the time that she was introduced to Anna Young by a church friend. Leah decided to see what the hubbub was about and visited the house, visited it, (laughs) and visited the house of prayer property a handful of times before feeling comfortable with leaving her children with Anna. So, and this is before Anna was on the compound. So she didn't see like where they'd be staying or anything. She was just like, yeah, Anna, take them. I trust you. Oh, Lord. And once they actually got the property up and going, Leah actually moved there to be closer to her children. And she said she wanted to live a life, quote, of no need or want. Mm. I know Anna was just a car salesman, to be fair. She was just selling them a dream that was never going to happen. Dressed up in some pretty robes. That's all she was. Exactly. Leah later said, quote, once you got there, you had no contact with your child. You didn't see your child except for maybe during prayer time. But other than that, you didn't see them. If I could have seen a glimpse of what was happening with Catania, I just know that God would have given me the strength to get out, end quote. Oh, God. (laughs) Now, when you're so young, because she prayed on young parents, young mothers, Mm -hmm. you just don't know. You don't know. She didn't even, so she didn't know what her baby was going through because she didn't see her baby. Yeah. 
Catania had a little brother named John who was six when the two lived at the house of prayer. And he even remembered how much his little sister suffered at the hands of these fucking people. But he didn't feel comfortable enough to speak openly about it um, until after Anna was arrested in 2017. Dang. Yeah, so he suffered so much. I mean, he we're just going to get into it. In an interview with Gainesville Times, he said, quote, people were brainwashed. Like the Jim Jones thing. If Anna had said, drink the Kool-Aid, we would have drunk the Kool-Aid. She used fear and she used God. Number one, she used God. Everybody was going to burn in hell. The kids had demons in them. That's why they got treated so bad. Immediately, Anna had me wrapped up into her. Because I called Anna mother all those years out there. I didn't call my mom mom. My mom wasn't my mom. Anna was the one I looked to as my mother. End quote. And it's just like a loyal puppy. Mm-hmm. Even if you're getting abused by your quote-unquote protector, your quote-unquote provider, oh. you still love them. You're still it's loyal just... to them. Kristen, I can't. You brought a puppy into this, and it just changed everything for me. Like, I just... I... But that's oh. what it's like. It's blind faith in a person that deserves none of it. Yep. Horrible. And according to John, here are some of the terrible things little Catania had to go through. And this, y'all, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Hold, hug your kids tight if you got some. Myself. Hug yourself. She would make Kay run. Behind the house in Waldo, there was a little stick and Anna would say to make sure she doesn't stop. We would run behind Kay like it was a game and hit her on the butt. We're talking about a two-year-old baby. They would have these services and adults would be standing around and Anna Young would have Kay in the middle running in place saying, Jesus, 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 over and over again. Kay had a demon in her. That was the whole reason for why she treated her like that. End quote. A two-year-old? How can a two-year-old baby? How? Do you think she chose? Even, like, let's even, let's even try to understand where the heck Anna is coming from. Do you think the two-year-old baby chose to have a demon in her? For you to treat her like that? That's what she I'm didn't saying. ask for that. It wasn't about the demon. It was about who Anna wanted Anna to. Was. She wanted to inflict pain on people. It's what she wanted. And you she cannot chose... fucking sit here and tell me that the the death of Kathy, okay? Because let's just sit here and contemplate. Maybe Robert mm-hmm. killed Kathy, you know, mm-hmm. and not Hannah, right? Mm-hmm. After her death, she just goes, oh, that was cool. Oh, he murdered he murdered her, and now I should go and continue to do the same thing. I just don't understand the correlation. She's disgusting. She's a or the low, causation. I'm gonna say she's a low vibration, vile, yes. evil being, evil bitch. And Anna's bar. Mind you, hold on. Before we get any fucking further, rest in peace, Catania. The I mean, one of oh the cutest little baby. Baby girl, rest in peace. You didn't Ugh. deserve it. And I pray to God you are in no, you're back in heaven. Enjoy yeah. your life, your eternal you know, life. Oh, Lord, you suffer no more. And Anna's barbaric behavior extended to, like we already said, the adults in her care, and it was just fucking terrible. In one case, Anna told a married couple not to have sex, claiming the male had a lust spirit. <laughs> You better go on. Girl. <laughs> How you have a love spirit when you're married? And you married. And you want to bang your wife. She doesn't want anybody to be happy. Mm-mm. 
She's just a covetous She's just cunt. <laughs> you know I hate that word, but she fits it from the to C the to the T. U to the N to the to T. The T. Mm-hmm. She, like I said, said the male had a lot of spirit told them not to have sex but the couple did end up having sex and because they were just so choked and yoked by this bitch they went and told her and her response cut your penis off did he yeah and he almost died from the infection that it gave him okay <laughs> this has gone too far okay yeah we've talked about kids mm-hmm. being killed disgusting mm-hmm. now we're talking mm-hmm. about human mutilation all because a woman said so? All because somebody told you to do it? You do it? Nobody was oh. holding you down. Nobody forced you. Kristen, I just, I cannot relate. If someone tells me to do something, I'm going to think twice as hard about if I should do it or not. I'm liable to just say no just because you told me to do it. This is the one time I wish the male ego would have rose up <laughs> out of it. Yeah. And, and took control of the situation. Oh, Lord. I would have put the blades in her neck. You want me to cut something? I'll cut something, all right. I'll cut something, all right. Oh, my God. She allegedly ordered her followers to physically beat each other so men would beat men while the women and the children held the victim down that was getting beat. The women and the children. It's just violence everywhere in every form. I don't even know if it was every form because, thank God, I didn't read anything about sexual, you know, violence or abuse, but... I wouldn't put it past her. Catania's brother John went through so much, like we already said, and we're kind of going to get into it now. He recounted a time where Anna sentenced him to 33 licks because Jesus was 33 years old when he died. What they got to do with me? Not a damn thing. Now, how am I in it in my nini voice? (laughs) I would have been like, what does that have to do? Like they must have not been asking no questions. They weren't all rationale. They must have shut down. Mm-hmm. And he was eight years old, so he he was just doing what he was told. And anytime he moved during the attack, he would they would have to start over, like start over counting. And at one point, his mother was actually brought into the room and forced to watch. So his mother was Leah. And he was like, you know, she was visibly petrified. I mean, petrified. And John was looking up at her like, help me. And she just, she couldn't. And he said at that point, he knew he was on his own. I can't do this. I know. This is too much. Yeah. Can we never do one of these cases again? I don't think I would love that. It's always the keys, man, the keys. I don't even like keys that much, but they just... But it's what they represent. It's different. Right. Complete and utter innocence. John contracted a skin infection that landed him in the hospital. It was so bad that authorities decided to open up a child abuse investigation. The doctor, who was actually the same one to treat Catania in the past, noticed all of the scars on John's body and even part of his ear was missing. So what did you do, Doc? Documented it? I don't know. He was next to useless. So let's talk about the child abuse investigations. When they would come out, Uh, yeah. When they would come out to the property to investigate, there were so many hidden compartments built into the property, the barns, the house, that it was almost impossible for them to actually find anything. Everything that they were shown was super neat and clean. And, you know, what do you do with that? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So no charges were filed. Girl. Mm-hmm. And in that same year, an 18-month-old baby named Marco Cruz was living on the property with his mother. And soon after they arrived, Anna completely separated Marco from his mother, Sabrina. Just like we already know is her M.O. Mm-hmm. Sabrina told investigators she remembered seeing her son abused terribly, being beaten, starred for days, and locked in a closet. How do, how do you even do that to an 18-month-old baby? And Kayla, I don't know. I'm I don't trying know. to fathom it. I am a loss. I'm at a loss for words. You're going to be lost, girl. Our brains aren't equipped. Our hearts aren't equipped to go that dark. This is a woman. Yeah. Who should have that innate emotional connection to a child or a helpless she, thing. She, she has, has three of her own. But So I'm like. Yeah. How do you do that? I don't know. I don't know, girl. And then Anna told Sabrina she was going to marry another member named Marcus. I'm sorry, Thomas. And listen to this, Kristen. So Marcos was half Puerto Rican because his dad was Puerto Rican. And in Anna's mind, since Sabrina and Thomas were black, Marcos wouldn't look like their baby. So she forced Anna to go to Puerto Rico and abandon her child on the street. Now, I say force loosely because you can't force me to get rid of my own child. You mean to tell me I'm in Puerto Rico? I didn't got away from y'all and I got my baby with me? I don't know if she had like a handler come with her because, you know, Anna's controlling. So she probably sent someone with her. I'm going to sneak him at night, Anne. But Sabrina didn't really... I'm not going to say she didn't fight, but she went along with it for sure. And instead of leaving him in the street, she left him on the bench of a Catholic church. Thank God that baby got out. Well... The Catholic Church is that much better? I mean, I don't know, Kayla. You know, <laughs> you know the higher ups are are hellish. Yeah, but hopefully that baby, maybe he got adopted. You just never know. At least he wasn't. Hopefully, well, at least we no. don't know that he was beaten to death. We don't know. We don't know. And that was the last time that Sabrina actually saw her, her baby. He, I think he was like three or four at the time when she actually like you know gave him up. But yeah, and she's still looking for him to this day. Imagine the torment that mama is going through. I, I don't can't. know how she gets up every day. With the hope of finding her son. Whether he's 40 or 50, however old he, old he is. She or hasn't given alive. up. Right. And she may die never knowing. Like, no. The pain people go through, man. I, just, I wouldn't wish decision. it on anyone. Yep. At, at, at a very young age. All right. This is disgusting and horrible and we're almost done. Thank God. So remember how Joy Fluker, Anna's daughter, came forward and essentially snitched on her mother? Like Mm -hmm. the whole reason they knew anything about what was happening was because Joy spoke out. A part of what she shared had to do with little Catherine's disappearance. So Catherine, which we already talked about, was Robert's daughter who went missing on Labor Day weekend in 1973. Well, even though Joy hadn't been born yet, she remembered something that her older sister confessed to seeing that weekend almost 50 years ago. She said she remembered hearing scratches all night, but then they suddenly stopped. Sounds familiar. The older sister knew that Kathy was in the closet, so when she went to check on her and peeked inside, she saw Kathy's little body in the fetal position. And she was tied up and gagged and looked like she had been beaten. So this is what Joy's sister claims that she saw the weekend that Kathy went missing. 
Joy would recollect a conversation she had with Anna saying, quote, I said the last time I had seen Iman, he was in a closet and Anna said, quote, oh no, not again. I said, what do you mean? Not again. And Anna said, you know, that's how your sister died. Anna, you think you a slick bitch and you need to be fought. <laughs> I mean, if Anna really said this, she had no she fear did. of God. She probably had a God complex hardcore that still was in her till the fucking day she got caught at 72. How can you bring up the things that you've done? But when Joy brings it to your face, you act like she's you're a mortified. Liar. Are you joking? I don't know. Listen, Joy's not on my greatest side either. Okay. I got a couple questions for her. However, I do believe that Anna did this to these children. Okay, she did. Regardless of if Joy, you know, is a reliable source. This type of stuff really tries you as like a person who claims to be forgiving and you're supposed to, oh God, I don't know if I could do it. It would take every fiber in my being. It would take the Lord coming to me in my sleep telling me to forgive this woman. And I would be like, after I cash this fade with her. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll think about it. I'm putting my hands on her. She's getting go to put my doo, hands doo, on her. Ba, ba. Yeah, it's giving diary of a bad black woman. She's being paralyzed. I'm putting her in that tub and watching her. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna watch her drown for a little bit. I, I, I can't say that I wouldn't do that too. This is sick. Police think that the picnic in the park was just a cover-up story conjured by Anna and Robert to hide Catherine's murder. So they feel like Robert had to be in on it because. Robert and Anna went to the park together. He would have known if his child was there or not. I could see Anna phrasing it like, if you want to be with me, you got to get rid of the past. And the past being his daughter. And the thing is, they had other children by the time. So it doesn't fucking, the math ain't mathin'. She was evil. So in 2000, just straight evil. Yeah. So in 2017, a grand jury indicted Anna Young on murder and manslaughter charges. She was charged with manslaughter in Catania's case because her death was ruled preventable, so Anna was technically intentionally negligent to Catania. Period. And that's what led to her death. In court, Anna originally wanted to plead not guilty to both charges, but once, I'm sure, she found out how much time she was facing, she decided to take a deal. Although she claimed she was doing it because it was the best interest of me and my family. Girl, shut up. Let's <sighs> Yeah, she trusts, trust. She hasn't gotten any better with age. She'd go on to say, I just thank my attorneys and my family. And I just say, God bless everyone. And I know that God knows the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And How about you keep God's name out of your fucking mouth, you heretic? Girl, you better... <laughs> People like You this. charlatan. People like this, like, if you don't suffer while you're living on this world, you will suffer in the next life or the next mm, realm mm. that you enter into. So, Anna, Or if you believe in reincarnation, you're going to be reincarnated as a bag of shit. As, <laughs> as shit out of a cow's asshole since you're so fond of cow manure. Anna, you going to get yours, girl. Ooh. Mm. And I can only take solace in that. It's pretty much the only thing we can take solace in. So Catania's brother and mother spoke at the hearing with her mother saying, quote, this has, this has been a long time coming, 30 years to get justice for Kay. 
John spoke at the hearing saying, quote, she was smart, intelligent, and very energetic. Because of her life being taken, she never got to grow up, get married, and have kids. Me and Katanya never got to grow up together. We never got to experience life or call each other on the phone and talk about our day. Some of the brutality inflicted was even at my own hands, at the direction of the person who took her life. I've had to live with these memories my entire life. That is horrible. It's worse than death, I'm, I feel like. There's so many more victims in this. The the kids that haven't spoken out. Honestly, I don't really care for the adults that were in this, doing this to children. I mean, I understand brainwashing, but I also understand taking responsibility for the actions that you did. So. And they're living she didn't, in She didn't have hell. puppet strings. She didn't have puppet strings on you, literally forcing you to do it. So at some point, you had an option. And 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 they're probably living in their own hell called their mm-hmm. minds because mm-hmm. they you can't forget that you know right yeah and then John still has wounds from when yes. he was beaten yes if you're on Patreon you see it my God that must have been deep yeah from eight years old and he's what now probably in his fifties I mean I wouldn't wish it on anyone shout out to you John. John, you survived. You are a survivor. You were also someone who whooped your sister, but you had no control. You had no, you were a child. Please let that that guilt and that pain go. Go. Joy spoke at the hearing as well and said, quote, she is and always will be my mother who I will love until the day that I die. But today I'm here as a voice for Iman Harper, or as I know him, Moses Young. Girl, at this point, stop saying his name because you irritate me. And he's not the only one who died. What about Katanya? What about Kathy? Why don't you say you're there for all the victims, Joy? Maybe she said that, but that was the quote that I saw. I don't know. She's not giving to me. Maybe Iman hit her the hardest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she saw him as maybe like a little brother. Mm -hmm. Anna asked the judge if she could hug her children, but the judge said, no, bitch. Quote, all innocent blood cries out from the ground for an answer. Only the cowardly would fail to join in that cry and desire that justice be done. Joy. End quote. <laughs> Joy. Judge Mosley sentenced Anna to 15 years in prison for the death of Catania and 30 years for Iman's death. Okay. okay. But none of that would fucking matter because 79-year-old Anna Young died in prison Less than two months after her sentencing. Wow. Mm-hmm. She died on March 31st, 2021 at the Florida Women's Reception Center from presumably COVID, actually. Wow. Isn't that a killer? If people don't take you out. Nature will. Karma finds her way. And I'm not trying to put blame on Joy because like she said, yeah. she's going to love her mama to the day she dies. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest thing to see your abuser being someone you love, but also someone who's done vile things and you're yeah. afraid and you have all this fear and you finally speak out. She must have had Joy in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. And with God involved and religion involved and your own beliefs, girl, that's a that's a disaster. A mind Forget F. about it. Yeah. So, I, so Joy, we're not... We're not coming for you, but what we can't understand is what took you so long, girl. Like, yeah. And if it really was repressed memory, then I'll apologize. You know, I will. But it just how it looks and knowing what these children went through, I couldn't. I don't know. Just Just knowing what these children went through. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, girl. It's a lot. But hey, we're glad that you came forward because it 
you know, prompted other people to come forward. There's actually a full like podcast that talks about it. And some of the survivors are on there speaking. I cannot think of the name, but as soon as I think of it, I'll post it on um, our Instagram. Let you guys know if you care. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're almost done. The investigation into Catherine's disappearance has been reopened by the Michigan Police Department. So good for them. And it's important to note that Anna's three other children who were never actually in or around the cult claim the whole thing is a lie and that Anna didn't discipline children any worse than they were disciplined themselves. You weren't there. So how are you even talking? Someone's talking about their mother. They're going to have their mother's back. Even though they don't fucking know the the woman. Even with her coming at Joy with a metal lamp, like, do you think that was a lie? Because if my mom came at me with a metal lamp, it would, I wouldn't put it past her to... (laughs) to hit somebody or you know be violent humans will always have a blind spot when it comes to people they quote unquote love Mm -hmm. you're gonna always have a blind spot i love how you've been saying humans as as if there's like any other like i just i don't know it's like people there you go but i'm also (laughs) detaching because it's like this is a disgusting thing we're talking about so it's like i don't even want to be a part of it but yes Mm -hmm. people have a tendency to have blind spots towards the people we love so Open your eyes because Mm -hmm. people you love can be crap. Yep. Joy's own brother, Gibran, claimed that Joy just made it all up to get revenge on her mother for questioning Joy's own mothering skills. He said, quote, it's heartbreaking for all of us. Sir, it's heartbreaking for Iman's mama and his family and Katanya's mama and her family and Catherine's family. I about to say, so you going to say that to John's face or right what because he actually has scars to prove it yeah <laughs> people can be so insensitive honestly they can be so insensitive people probably we're say not us i was about to say we're not this time at least i don't think i think we did a great job being sensitive and honestly i was hurt i was like, i don't want to cuss too much because i feel more anger than like sadness but i'm very fucking sad and i'm very fucking angry I'm all of the above, and I'm baffled. I'm bamboozled. I'm befuddled. I don't mm. understand how somebody can do something this disgusting. I blame Brandy. I'm just kidding, Brandy. Thank you for recommending this case. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy, girl, hurts. where you get this from? Where you trying to say? Why you trying to? Where you trying to say? I have to detox from this. Yeah, me too. And that was our case for this week, you guys. It was horrible. It was actually a longer one, but I had to give you guys what I could give you. There's still probably more information out there that you can find. I know that podcast is specifically made to talk about these cases. So check it out. You can Google it. I can't think of the name of it right now. But yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell <laughs> me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. Yeah. Let us know what you guys thought about this case. We love you. Oh, yeah, I haven't reminded you in a minute. Start saving that coin because on November 1st, the ticket sales for our tour next year go live. So gang, 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 gang. Be there. Super excited about that. Super excited about that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We love you. And Mm. before we go, be safe. (laughs) Protect your peace (laughs) and protect (laughs) your space so we don't have to cover your case. Right. Bye. Bye.
Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, please visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time. Judge me.